Dear Diary, today I interviewed Dave Joswick and Devin Nori from the Mascot Games. They gave a lot of information about how the Mascot Games got started and what goes on. It was really interesting. Take a listen. Can you please explain to listeners what the Mascot Games are? Well, the Mascot Games, this is the 24th year. Actually, it would have been the 25th year. We we didn't hold them one year back in 2014, I think it was. No, 13. But it started out uh, with the mascot stuff from the Orlando Magics, the, the year that magic came into being. And, you know, that was 25 years ago. And the intent was to raise money initially, raise money for, for uh, it was the Children's Wish Foundation. That's before New Hope for Kids existed, actually. Uh, in 96, we, we, New Hope for Kids, merged with the Children's Wish Foundation. And that's why there's a grief program. The main thrust of New Hope for Kids is to provide grief support to local families that have encountered a death, typically one of the parents have died, but it, it includes grandparents, siblings. Uh, we serve some 230 families a year in our grief program. A wish program, we do about 24 wishes a year. But that's how it all started, is to raise money. And it, it, it's done so every year. When the merger took place between the Children's Wish Foundation and uh, New Hope for Kids, it changed somewhat. The focus of the, the mascot games was to make it a community event that stood out within the greater Orlando area. And initially, there was heavy emphasis on college mascots, and that's evolved over the years into 80% plus professional mascots. We still use uh, less than a half dozen college mascots and, and those are local uh university university of florida in south florida and in miami and in locally here uh, university of central florida and the rest are mascots from nfl baseball uh, nhl you know across uh, professional sports and we we bring the mascots here each year for for, for two days, and there's they're divided up into four teams, red, green, blue, yellow, and they're typically six mascots, 20, total of 24, um, six on, e on each team. We, uh, we utilize some retired mascots as handlers, if you would be. They come in each year. I'd, I'd have to say after after 25 years of doing this, we're, we're pretty well organized today. It's no, it's it's tantamount to, to a major event. It's it's put on at the Amway Center where the Magic play here, and it, it it's it we have more mascots contacting us each year than we have have room for. So the uh, we always give preference to those mascots that have participated uh, previously. And we, um, if if they can't make it, then we we take we take new mascots. Uh, and uh, again, our focus has been you know, professional professional mascots. They have a great time. They uh, 
they've gotten very close to the charity, to the families in the charity. We have the games this year on the 23rd and 24th. On the 22nd, we have we do an annual meet and greet the mascots with the New Hope for Kids families, our wish families and grief families come to a dinner. Typically, we've got, oh, I don't know, 300 to 350 you know, adults and children from families. And then they have an hour with the mascots to get posters and pictures and all that kind of festivities taken care of. And then we, we do our shows. Uh, Friday is our summer camp day. We Right now we have over 10,000 kids signed up um, from, from summer camps. And there'll probably be another couple thousand people just buying tickets to go on um, to the Friday game. We steer most of our families when families come is to the to the Saturday afternoon matinee, uh, which is is geared to the entire family, where the focus on Friday is is to summer camp kids. We have who puts this on? It's you know it's new hope for kids, but we draw on two dozen volunteers from the community, from universities here. Some are in college, some have graduated. We've, we've really done a great job of retention of students that were involved in the mascot games, uh, in organizing and planning and executing the games that have stayed on after they've graduated and taken local you know, employment here locally. So it, it's really run by a, a cross-section of, of people from the community. Each year we're getting more and more involvement from media and more and more more exposure. Um, it, it gives the brand, the New Hope for Kids brand, people asking what about New Hope for Kids, and we're the only organization in Central Florida that provides a type of service, grief service, to families. And, and with that, so we, we we're always looking for opportunities to get the New Hope for Kids name out there because um, there's always, unfortunately, death going on and, and a need for, for our services. Uh, do you want to shoot some questions? Ask me. I've been rambling along here. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I wanted that background information. I mean, I think it's a great cause. And as a teacher and someone who works in parks and rec in the summer, I just, I love community events like this. It's just really powered by volunteers, you know, as well. That's that's great for your community and everything. So I, I just, I'm all for this. I love this. And I know you said it was stuff that inspired the games when they first introduced him. But what was the inspiration behind, like, making these games where they had to compete against each other? Can you give me a little background on that? Well, it, you know, it started out initially as a mom and pop type of operation. We had a family called the Douglas family that that one of the daughters in the family was a mascot and they got together to put you know put the games that the mascots compete in together and, and, and we review these each year and, and we add to or take away games that may not go over with a vast majority of the attendees. But I mean the games have really been thought out, and they uh, they go over well. We do typically five to six games each year uh, with the mascots. We've got a one of our key people is our is our MC, uh, fellow by the name of Scotty B, and he uh, used to be with uh, with the Magic 
as an announcer and involved in activities. And he's on his own, has his own company now. And so we bring him back. He energizes the audience. I mean, he does a super job of energizing um, the audience to, uh, you know, to, to pull this off. You know, we mentioned volunteers. We, we use in excess of 300 volunteers for the mascot games. I mentioned there's a core of some 20 volunteers uh, that work throughout the years. We'll start, we'll start in July planning you know, for 2018 and do a review of 2017 areas that we need to focus on uh, more. Uh, there's been challenges upon challenges with making something like this happen uh, every year. For example, the, our Friday event with summer camps. We used to have ample parking around the, the arena. There's major construction. Uh, the interstate here is being widened. There's construction every place going on downtown. And we've, we've had arrangements to get buses in to drop the kids off, where to park the buses, and um, how to pick the kids back up. And it, it's really become a challenge. Just something like that that you normally don't think about going to mascot games. But it's taken a lot of time and a lot of involvement with police departments and the Amway folks and uh, property owners in the area that we can, you know, park the buses at. I mean, we're, when we say park the bus, we're talking 80 some buses. Oh yeah. That uh, that we have to park. I mean, these are big school buses. When you get add the little mini bus in, there's well over 100, well over 100 buses that are vehicles that we have to find in. The schools, the camps wanted it in a very organized manner. You know, they just, they want to come out of the, after the games come out and just, you know, climb in their buses and drive away. And it isn't that easy when you got, you know, 10,000 kids trying to get out of there. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's worked pretty well. I mean, the, the police really work. They shut down the streets. Uh, it, you know, it irritates drivers that are driving in that area because uh, they're held up so the buses can you know, work their way out of the area. But, it, you know, it, it all goes well. It's just part of the, the requirements to, to pull this, this event off. Yeah, and I I love this. I love that you're telling me all this information because I don't think people realize what goes into big events like this, whether it's for the city or whether, you know, your team makes the championships and you need to, you know, block off some streets here and there. Yeah, it, it you know, and the work you have to go in to get sponsors, you know, to help foot the bills, and you're constantly looking for ways to uh, trim the cost down. Uh, we give away uh, generally about 2,500 tickets to local charities for kids that normally would not be able to attend events like this. Um, so we have to watch those because it costs us. We're charged uh, for those tickets because the uh, the Amway Center has to have security people and has to have ushers and all that. And that's based on headcount. So we have to make sure that every ticket we give away is used as the best we can, because otherwise we get more labor charges than we would need to get. So there's there's a lot of communication that goes on, even with people that we, we give tickets. So it's not just give the tickets and forget about it. It's give the tickets and make sure they use them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure, you know, they're enjoying the game and it's getting used. That's right. So the... Donation money, does it come from part of the ticket sales as well as the sponsors? Absolutely, it, it does. It, uh, we, uh, we rely on the sponsor sponsors and it, it boils down to sponsors and ticket sales. 
and the bulk of the money comes from ticket sales. Something that we introduced a few years ago was the uh, uh, on the Saturday show we have an event called the Huddle, and you can you can take your kids there. They can get individual pictures and autographs with mascots and multiple mascots. So it's it goes on for I think about two and a half hours of of folks that kind of get special treatment. And then most of them will buy tickets so they're they're sitting right, you know, right down where the action is really close to the activity. And that's taken us, I mean, that's something that wasn't done in the past and we'd only started doing, like I say, three years ago. And we keep improving that each year. Another thing we do is we we conduct on Saturday, we conduct a, a silent auction. We have all the mascots give us at least three auctionable, silent auctionable items. And uh, we try to get uh, from you know local sports stores, what have you, sports-related items that we can uh, put into the auction. The auction generates about $2,500 a year. Wow. That goes back to the charity. The thing I, I might want to point out is that why well, it's so important on money raise. About ninety-one to ninety-two percent of the money that that comes in to this goes directly to family services. So we've got a very high, and that's because a very high amount of money that goes back uh, to support families, uh, new hope for kids, families. And the reason we have such a high is the amount of volunteers that that we utilize. And the cost savings, we, just to give you some idea and people that would listen to your podcast, uh, New Hope for Kids utilizes over 14,000 hours a year of, of volunteer time, which, you know, is equivalent to almost seven full-time people. So we have a, a tremendous amount of volunteer activity. Devin's here, you know, working the summer with us, and that's not uncommon to have for us to have multiple Devins here <laughs> to help us out. Yeah, no, I I definitely understand. You know, people that are are dedicated, and it's it's a good cause, and uh, I think that's great. Shout out to you, Devin. <laughs> I don't know if she can hear me because we switched over to cell phone, <laughs> but I will definitely shout out all your volunteers at the end. Again, I understand teacher and parks and rec leader. We utilize the volunteers in the community and the parents that help out in the schools. Like I I know that they are very key and very important. So always want to shout those people yeah. out and. So, Absolutely. do you guys have any merch or no? <laughs> like t-shirts? I don't know. Yeah, we we have t-shirts. Oh, okay. So does that bring in money as well, like for the donation? Yeah, well, it, it's you know a few hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So merch isn't really like a big factor. No, we give out we give out a lot of the t-shirts to all the volunteers. Oh, okay. We give out t-shirts, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have shirts for the 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 core group. Of volunteers get gets kind of a specialized like a like a golf shirt oh, with yeah. the mascot logo on it. Oh, so, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not much in the way of payment for all the the hundreds of hours they put in. I mean, and, and they really do in a year's time. Uh, it's quite a few hundred hours that, that this this you know the team of the management team or the the mascot games team of volunteers. Uh, put in a lot of hours. I mean, we had a meeting night before last that ran close to two hours here. And we had, what did we have in there? We must have had 20 people. Yeah. What What would you say is the the biggest difference between 
the first mascot games and and now this current one? Well, organization. We're we're getting it well organized. I'd say that's number one. Number two is the recognition that we're getting in, in Central Florida for the mascot games and for New Hope for Kids. It's not uncommon. I I offered some tickets to um, a construction company that's doing work for us here. And the job project manager said, now my kids go, this will be the third year they've gone to their summer camp has taken them to the, to the mascot games. And he said, all they do is rave about it when they come home from it. (laughs) So yeah, we we get just excellent feedback. We wouldn't have 10,000 kids coming every year if, if it wasn't a, you know, a great event, a fun event and an affordable event. I mean, the, the tickets uh, for the mascot game, the, the general admission tickets are $12 uh, to the summer camps. If they have uh, more than, you know, 10 or more people, uh, they get a discount to, for, for $10 a ticket. And every 10 kids that come, they get one additional um, ticket for the, for the counselors. So it's it, it's really a, you know a, a very affordable event you know for summer camp folks. Oh yeah, definitely. If we had that over here, our kids would definitely all our camps would be there, and we would be taking advantage of those prices because the city pays for. I, they try to pay a portion, so I think like we would probably they, the kids would pay five, and then the camp would pay five, and yeah, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's definitely a great price. And that's who you got to advertise to is the kids. If the kids are pumped to go there, they're going to want to go there every year. They know they're in day camp for five, six years sometimes. So they know which field trips that they want to go to. And yeah, (laughs) that's definitely awesome. Yeah, some of the things we talked about in the background, we've we've made sure we've got, you know, halftime breaks and we have entertainment there. We've had a go through the lyrics of every song we use to make sure it's kid appropriate as we get, we'll get comments back that this was borderline or something. So uh, some, some camp will get back to us. It isn't just changing on one item or another, but we, uh, we try to make sure that we listen to, uh, you know, to our patrons as well and, and gear it to try to make, you know, hundred percent happy, not going to please all the people all the time. We know that, but people, uh, even if we can't make changes, they understand and appreciate that we give attention to their, their concerns. Yes. And I feel it's gone well. And the numbers, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, if we weren't putting on a entertaining, affordable show, we wouldn't have, you know, we'll have probably 12,000 people there on Friday alone. So, that wouldn't show up if it wasn't wasn't a great event. And I know you talked about parking. Parking was a setback. Was there any other setbacks that you feel like you've overcome in the past years? Well, I would have to say the ticket distribution was uh, areas that we we need to stay you know focused on. Some cases more than the kids. I mean, there. What we do is each of the teams we have placards: uh, red, yellow, blue, green, and the uh, this MC I mentioned to you, Scotty B, he really encourages you know the Blues to start cheering for their team, and then he gets the Yellows to go against the Blues, and then the Reds against the Yellows and Blues and the Greens, and and so it 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 really gets uh, loud, extremely loud, 
uh, in there uh, hearing these kids, uh, you know, especially on the, the, the Friday show because there's so many kids and they tend to be boisterous. And Saturday's loud, but not near as loud as Friday. Yeah, I would definitely be there with earplugs on Friday because I know how day campers can be. (laughs) That's very high pitched. uh... Way up there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) This is your 24th annual mascot games, correct? It is the 24th. Yeah. We had, I, I should mention, you probably don't know this, but originally when the mascot game started out, it was the Children's Wish Foundation for the first couple of years. And then uh, I think it was like five years into the mascot games that that the Central Florida Sports Commission approached uh, New Hope. Uh, it was right after the merger of the Children's Wish and, and New Hope for Kids. And they wanted to, they offered to manage the mascot games. And they did up until like 2013. But half the proceeds went to the Sports Commission and half went to New Hope for Kids. And they decided, I think it was 2013, it's either 13 or 14, they backed out and said they weren't going to pursue. There was a change in management, a change in overall attitudes. And we tried for the first year to, we were only given notice like in March. So we had between March and, and June to try to pull it off. and It just wasn't possible. So we said, We'll plan. We give us a year planning, and and we we did it the 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 next year, fourteen. 15. Uh, it must have been fourteen. We didn't have fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. This is the third year that we've been running it. Um, New Hope's been running it, and it's you know it's it's been a vertical learning curve. But the beauty of of New Hope actually running the event itself is more focus, more people can be put into it because of the volunteers. And many of these volunteers, it falls into there. We have from the hospitality school here at the University of Central Florida. We get a number of students from the hospitality school, and they, um, you know, they're they're going into the hospitality field, and in events is is part of their their school curriculum. So this gives them hands-on experience. And then we have an organization called Full Sail, and they train technical people for all kinds of applications and hospitality being one of them, events being one of them. So we get their technical personnel to help us with uh, putting the show together because that's some of them will be doing is putting shows together in the future. So it, it we're kind of an extension of a, a couple of the schools here as well. So it really becomes a win-win. It, you know, it's a fun assignment for them to do. It's a learning experience for them to do. And we get, we really get dedicated people, you know, and and that's what you want is, is people that are really dedicated to, you know, the purpose of, uh, of the event. And they, they, uh, they know the organization, uh, New Hope for Kids, they know the mission, Uh, they're very supportive of the mission, and it's just a, you know, win-win all the way around on, on so many fronts, not just name visibility and money is generated, but relationships with people here in the community. I I just think this sounds great. Everything you tell me, it's just community-based intertwining with the schools and the day camps. And it's just great. I love it. I love it. I'm all about community. If you haven't noticed that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you come from that field, the teachers and you're in with the kids. So, yeah. Uh, So I'm just going to wind down. Oh, before I, I, it's going to get a little bit repetitive because I'm going to ask like the hardest and the best part, but 
How do you become a sponsor? Just to throw that out there, if anyone would like to become a sponsor, how do you become a sponsor? Well, we approach them. We've, um, we uh, have a packet we put together. We, have, we need sponsors uh, for, for the teams each year. Well, we have a number of returning sponsors, but we still have needs for uh, typically one or two team sponsors and, and one or two game sponsors. And then there's sponsors, halftime sponsors and ticket sponsors that we have. Uh, we try to try to get a, a sponsorship for any meaningful activity associated, you know, with, with the mascot games. I mean, it may be, um, we, we, we've got a sponsor for transportation that transports our mascots, uh, from the, you know, the hotel to the, to the arena to, um, we, we, we also entertain our mascots. We're going to take them over on Sunday after the, the 25th over to the beach, uh, spend the day over there and, you know, bust them over there and sponsors take care of that. So, uh, anyone would ever hear and be interested in the sponsorship. It, we've, we've been trying to worm our way into the NFL. We've been talking with those folks. Uh, you know, we'd like to get with any of the, the, the major, the, the NBA or the NHL, Major League Baseball, uh, any you know, opportunity we have there to get exposure. We, we try to take advantage of it, we work through the mascots, uh, work through just about anyone. We, 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 we try to get down a lot of dead ends, but um, we've got uh, Wawa's, our uh, presenting sponsor, and they've been doing that now for three years. Um, and, and like I say, we do have some returning sponsors, but we we try to uh, go after local companies. One of the challenges we have at the Amway Center is they have sponsors that are exclusive sponsors. For example, Chase Bank is an exclusive sponsor. We've had one of the other local banks, well, it's a national bank, but offices here, they were willing to be a sponsor, but the relationship between Chase and, and the uh, Amway precludes us doing that. Same thing with airlines. Uh, Southwest has an exclusive relationship. So, and same thing holds true with, with medical. So we have to go after sponsors that aren't going to conflict with these exclusive sponsors at the Amway Center. You know, just another challenge and 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 finding sponsors. Oh yeah, I definitely understand that. So yeah, there's everything we take on. There's there's challenges to some are significant, others are minor challenges. But we've 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 persevered and 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 we we've uh, we've had a. I'll give you an example of one that happened uh, two years ago. Orange County here, our Orange County in Florida. Park and Recreations pulled out of the mascot games with about 1,100 kids. And that was, I mean, you know, 1,100 kids, you're talking, you know, $11,000. But we've got a volunteer that's been working with the camps, and she's filled that void of losing those thousands. So we're, uh, last year, the year before, we were down. The first year we were down 1,100 just because of that, because we've only found out like a month prior to the mascot games. Last year she filled in a few hundred, and this year she's she's completely closed the gap. Nice, and that's just by (laughs) contacting more and more. You know, 
no yeah that's amazing shout out shout out <laughs> to all those people that are working hard yeah the reason they the, the orange pulled out was it wasn't a full day event and they said we're getting too much pressure that, that it's only a partial day event and so we're not going to participate uh if it was some way a full day event uh, but even at that, it's still a four-hour event. But I guess they want an eight-hour event. I don't know. But that's how we lost them. Four hours is good enough for for us. I our day camps only go eight to five. No, six. We leave around nine or ten, and we have to be back by like three thirty, no later than four. So I mean, yeah. that's that's a good event for us. So I mean, we're way over here in California, but. <laughs> Yeah. You talked about a lot of hardships, so I I feel like we've covered that part. But what's the best part about mascot games? Well, I think the camaraderie, the, the smiles on faces that I that I see when we do the the family meet and greet, the the yelling and excitement I see uh, at the Amway Center. I, I mean, I, the, the the smiles on the faces of the volunteers, the excitement on the face of the volunteers, the interest. Uh, that media we're getting each year, we're getting more and more media. I'll give you an example. We've uh, one of the uh, local radio, popular radio stations. We've got their their I don't know what you call them MCs, different days or their shows. They've come on as coaches, and they they promote the the heck out of the mascot games. But they really get involved. I mean, they they dress up. <laughs> These are guys that you know typically go to work with flip flops and jeans and shorts and that, and they're they're there with suits on and ties, <laughs> and, and they really play the role as a you know as a coach and, and and just to see each year more and more involvement from the community, uh, that's what drives us on. And you know people throughout the year, people when I wear one of these these shirts, you know they have the mascot games on it, and people come and say, oh, I've been to the mascot games a number of times, you know. And uh, the girls at the checkout counter said, "I used to go when I was a kid to mascot games." So, you, know, you hear these comments, so it gives you, you know, it gives you a good feeling as uh, as part putting the event together. That's and awesome. I think it makes everybody feel proud. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you like to be associated with winner, you know, <laughs> and and that really does. And winner in the sense of 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 having a positive impact on the community. Uh, and we've had a lot of tragedy here in Orlando. We had uh, New Hope for Kids, especially. We had the shooting that took place here a little over a week ago. One of our volunteers was killed in that. Um, He was a volunteer, worked with the kids, but to make matters even worse in his case, he was a former family. His wife died in 2010, and so uh, his two children now have neither parent. And things like that really hit home with us. Death can be just devastating especially to young people. So it's, it, you know, when we can put on events like this and get away from focusing on some of the tragedies of the past and, and, and get people excited and have a time to forget about everything uh, and just enjoy themselves, that's a big uh, motivation for for us here. Yeah, and that's um, that's tough right there, the story you just shared. So I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. And, and thoughts and prayers go out to you know, those kids and their family and. Yeah. We've, uh, and we, even at the pulse, we still have, we have two, two families from the pulse shooting here with us. So if there's a, a death that gets publicity in central Florida and there's kids involved, there'll be a new hope for kids. It's more or less the case. 
you're there to support. And, so. and the mascot games help us stay there. That's you know, just one of the many resources that, that and, and people get, even through the mascot game, volunteers get familiar with this and they decide to become a grief facilitator to work with the children, which entails two days of training uh, that they have to um, spend to, to work with these kids mm-hmm. and then commit. Uh, our volunteers come every other week for about a three-hour period of time. To, to We have a curriculum, a program that runs each evening in a grief program. And so um, they're interacting with the kids throughout the time they're here. Yeah. And has a big, you know, has a profound impact on the kids and, and the volunteers as well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really rewarding. I mean, and when you're volunteering and, you know, it's something that you can really get behind and, you know, stick with and maybe leads into a career path or something like that's that's great. It works out for everyone through that process. I'm just going to wind it down. Do you have any shout outs or do you have any links that you want to share like to social media? And I will post that in, in the notes as well. I don't know on those. Do you know, Dylan? Um. Just the mascotgames.org, our Facebook, our Twitter. Um, tomorrow's National Mascot Day. So shout out to that. Okay. And then I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the show. I I really enjoyed this interview. I, I enjoyed everything that you gave me. I love background information like that, behind the scenes information right. that fascinates me because, you know, I told you like Parks and Rec, I, I understand a little bit of it. I'm still just staff, part-time staff. But I know what it takes, you know, set up a whole concert in the park and stuff like that. So and that stuff just fascinates me. And I I know it takes a ton of people to put on this one event for a community. So I really appreciate yeah. all the work that you do. Shout out to you, Devin. <laughs> Shout out to Scotty B and all the other volunteers. Yeah. And thank you to you, Dave. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. no, it's been my pleasure. And that was it for episode number 27. (laughs) From here to 30, the episodes aren't going to come out in the order that I recorded them because I wanted to promote as much as I could the mascot games and also the mascots for a cure and mascot youth. And they fall on the same weekend. And uh, it was really tough scheduling and debating what I was going to do. And so I'm just going to advertise as much as I can for both. If you're in Florida or if you're interested in going to the mascot games, go to the mascot games this weekend. If you are interested in the mascots for Cure and watching the Guinness World Record attempt for biggest mascot dance um, that's in Texas, if you're near Texas, go to Texas. (laughs) Mascot, you will also be going on as well. Robert Bodwin talks about that on the next episode. And I just, trust me, it was tough. I couldn't release two episodes at once. I I know how podcasters work. And if I was going to put out two episodes, it it just wasn't going to be enough time to get the listens. And some of you have told me that you don't listen to the end of the week. So I didn't want to put out two episodes and I apologize. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Like I said, I love stuff like this and I'm all for community. I know I, I say that a lot in the next two interviews. And I have 31, 32, to almost 32 episodes scheduled. So we might keep going a little bit longer, but I got to 30 and whatever episodes come in, you know, they come in, but it's been really tough. I haven't gotten any responses from mascot mail, um, no emails. I really hate sending out emails because those are the worst because I just get like nothing back. Sometimes I'll get a tweet that you got the mascot mail. That's what kind of catches the eye, but then 
I feel really bad because sometimes I just think that people throw away my mail and like it's in the trash somewhere. I don't know. I just wanted to give an update. One of my mascots, Ronnie the Rhino that I interviewed, he came back. He came out of retirement for one day and he's going to give me a story for the best of. So I have a few uh, people sending me in stories that just extra stories after the fact that are going to be in the best of. And I had one deleted story. I had to edit it out, but he said I could use it for it the best of. So Charlie's story about what happened with Hulk Hogan's daughter is going to be in the best of. So you guys have those episodes to look forward to as well. Shout out to Thunder. I went to Thunder's birthday party. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I I missed all the mascot events in the beginning. I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to come back because I really wanted to take a picture with Sonny from the San Diego Soccers because I tried to get him on the show, but they had given me some information that, yeah, I couldn't have him on the show Maybe now he'll be on the show. I don't know, but I have to reach out again. Yeah, it was just a ton of fun. So all of a sudden I was in line for ice cream because that's all I do at baseball games and sporting events is that I eat really baseball games because I have no idea what's going on. But and all of a sudden I saw Thunder. I was like, oh, my God, I have to give Thunder my present. And then he just like he took me and we paraded around, you know, the little concourse to the picture taking spot. But I was really confused. Like I had I really had like where is he taking me like where why isn't anyone else coming like what is going on <laughs> like i don't know so yeah sorry if you saw me i was so socially awkward and totally out of it i was like what the hell is going on um <laughs> but yeah it was just to his picture spot i guess in the fourth inning they take pictures so yeah that was really cool i got a lot of pictures and some video i actually had my phone this time so that was cool but one thing that i thought was really uncool is afterwards i was looking at all of the pictures from all of the teams that were there and someone posted it and you won't be able to see it now because it's it was one of those disappearing messages one of the teams took a picture of all the mascot heads and i was like what the heck like you're not supposed to be posting that so I thought that was really disrespectful and inappropriate. And I've been told, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. And any pictures that I've received, you know, if I'm trying to make something for a mascot and they send me measurements, they'll send me, you know, pictures. I mean, I'm talking about this, but I'm not posting the pictures. I've gotten pictures of the measuring tape next to, you know, the mascot head, but I don't post those. Like, you're not supposed to post that. And they've told me, like, do not post these. Like, I will be after you. Like, I am trusting you with these pictures. So I think that's kind of a bummer that them to post that. I know it was a disappearing picture, but still, I'm pretty sure quite a few people saw that. And I'm really debating Bernie's birthday. It was really hot at Thunder's birthday. And props to everyone that was there because I patted Kingston on the back and it I don't know what it was, but there was just moisture. And I was like, ooh, gross. <laughs> but shout out to everyone that was there. When I got out of the car, it was 101 degrees. It's hot out there in Lake Elsinore, you guys. So props to everyone that was there. Ugh, I could, I don't know if I could do that. And, but it was really fun, you guys. All the kids were super excited. I'm still debating whether to go to Bernie's birthday party, which is next week. Guys, let me know because I reached out to Bernie and I got tagged in like one post, but there, I don't know what mascots are going to be there. I don't know what to make him. I kind of just wanted to make him a card. I've never seen him before, but I'm really curious because per apparently he yells or screams in the suit. It's like, it's really interesting. But it's a day game. Who planned that? It's like you had the mascot's birthday on a day game and it's really hot over there. It's hotter than where I live over here and I'm not even close to the beach or anything. It's going to be a good hour drive, if not more. No one wants to go with me. <laughs> Baseball is not my thing, you guys. It's really not. <laughs> so let me know your thoughts on on the mascot head thing. 
that I told you about earlier. And if tell me if I should go to Bernie's birthday party. I'm, no, I'm not doing anything. This weekend was really packed. I had graduation and Father's Day and yard project. As always, follow me on Mascot Diaries on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. If you would like to be on the show, help me get to 35. That's my next goal. I'm, I'm good, you guys, but I'm always looking to, you know, shoot for the stars. <laughs> so 35. Contact at mascotdiaries.com. Thank you for listening and take care. <laughs>